Good morning. It is Monday, January, June 26th. Uh, good weekend. Uh, I want to start out with the explanation of uh, this uh, YouTube thumbnail that I put up, uh, which is Gary with a big nose. Uh, it is because the newsletter, I did a paid newsletter and I, I released a podcast about it. Maybe people listen to it, maybe not. I did a video about it. Uh, essentially, the reason was two weeks ago, I had started the newsletter um, and I accidentally turned on paid, didn't, not knowing that people had pledged. And when I turn on paid, the pledge actually charges for um, the paid content. None of the daily newsletters will be paid for. Uh, the difference is uh, I'm going to start educational on the paid portion. $7 a month, $70 a year. If you want to pay $250 for a founding member, then I sing happy birthday to you. Uh, I will do it on the podcast. I will do it maybe with uh, some piano background. Um, but yeah, it's $7 a month. I don't think I'll, I'll try and put out at least a couple of paid ones a month. It will be education. It won't be hey, here's a trigger, here's a stock that I'm looking at. It will absolutely be education. This particular one is my setup on TrendSpider and a detailed look as to what I have on my screen, what I look at, where I go, uh, things of that sort. If you listen, then you probably get it, but it's just a written form that you can refer to if you've got TrendSpider. Uh, if you don't have TrendSpider, I had somebody um, this weekend who was a paid subscriber, look at it, set it up in ActiveTrader Pro, uh, and it looks very similar. There are a couple of proprietary things like these volume shelves uh, and the, the gap snake that are in TrendSpider that are not anywhere else that I know of. Um, I think you can set those up in some other programs, but TrendSpider is the one that I focused on. TrendSpider is the one I tell you all about the moving averages, why I have the moving averages, the Bollinger Bands, links to all of that stuff, some links to videos about it, um, some links to other articles about these things. So that's the reason for the paid content. The reason for the big no's is because I, I just, I told you guys I won't charge, but I felt guilty about it, charged for it. I think it's worth it. Again, it's a fast food meal. I mean, that's essentially, what do you pay for a Happy Meal these days? Seven bucks? It's worth it. I mean, the $7 that you pay to read that stuff is going to be, uh, you know, uh, priceless. I'm going to do a probably 10 to 15, I think, chapters. I will add them all up and sell it as a one-time PDF if you'd like to download it once I'm done with it. So let's talk about, I listened to this weekend, the All In Podcast. If you guys don't listen to the All In Podcast, I like it. Uh, it is basically three billionaires and then a, a millionaire uh, with Jay Cal, who is the host. Uh, but I, I want to say this, Chamath Paliampaltia, I don't know how to say his last name, and I apologize that I'm mispronouncing it. I don't mean to. Uh, but he is that douche. When he talks about wines, when he talks about being in Milan, and he talks about his hairdresser and blah, blah, blah. This is the douche that puts the TH in Barcelona. Barcelona. Yeah, that's the douche that you're sitting there having tea with. So I'm not a big fan. Not a big fan. Um, yeah, it's just, eh, he's a douche. Uh, I want to talk about this chart right here that you're seeing from TrendSpider. Uh, this is a great example of why higher highs and higher lows means a upward trending market 
and lower highs and lower lows means a downward trending market. So if I were to draw a, a, a just a cross, a, 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 a trend line, remember a trend line hits three lines. So your all-time highs, lower highs, lower high, lower high. Then you get to the higher low. And then it's a higher low, higher low. This is where we are today at the higher high. Now, you could pull back 14% and still have a higher low. The, re- the reason you want to be bullish is because if we draw that trend line, we're in an upward trending market. I do not think we're pulling back 14%. That would be an enormous, there's no catalyst that I can think of that would send us 14% down. You can see from SPY in the four-hour algorithm, we're still in. We're still in the, on this buy at 411. Um, you're coming off a 3% gain there. You're coming out uh, with two buys right around 411. So if you're in at 411, there was no reason to get out here. The algorithm just kind of, you know, the moving averages just kind of moved around a little bit. You will be getting out of SPY very soon. I do think that we pull back, and I think we pull back to about this 420, I'd say 425 to 430. You're at 433 right now, but I do think we pull back. Um, and, and the only reason I say that is because we've been on this incredible um, month, month and a half long trend of just upward moving market. And I think the market needs a breather. Now, does that mean today is going to be down? Eh, we're, we're up. I mean, I, I just don't, I don't see an enormous move up um, until we get some type of reading from the Fed in July. Um, Powell has said, hey, we paused in June. Uh, I think the, the July meeting is the next big hurdle to get over. Um, one of the big winners this week, this uh, year to date, is uh, Carnival Cruises. They just reported earnings. They continued to lose money. You're seeing this one down big, about 8% right now. Um, And and it's moving down towards this gap, down to $13. Wait for this one to hit that gap. Uh, The lower gaps, I think you're you're not going to meet those lower gaps, but I think you're absolutely going to hit this into the 13 range. Uh, I think when you start entering this gap, if you are a cruiser and you use cruises, play this one. If you like Carnival Cruises, play it. You just had your earnings, so you don't have a catalyst. Look at where that MACD is. You're way up near one. The RSI is just trending down. Uh, But again, higher highs, higher lows. So you're in an upward trending market on this particular stock. Now, it is expensive. If we go over here to Finviz and we look at CCL, uh, you can see they're losing $4.8 billion. It's got a $19 billion market cap. Year to date, you're up 96%. Over one year, you're up 64%. People love this freaking name. The average target price is $13.19. You're trading at $14.53. I think when you get to that 13, I think you absolutely could start buying this. Now, June 12th, which was what, 12 days ago? There were two, uh, two Bank of America Securities and J.P. Morgan. J.P. Morgan raised it to $16. Bank of America Securities raised it to 20 bucks. So uh, the target price is still within, you know, uh, it's being brought down because of these older ones. I mean, you know, last year, $14. Last year, $7 at June 20. This year, last year, Morgan Stanley said, oh, it's going to go down to $7. Well, it did go down to $7. And then you doubled your money. So CCL, that's one of the big ones. 
Now, I want to talk to you about the title on the YouTube is this stock that I found. And there is an article from Investors Business Daily. I will link it in the newsletter. The newsletter is at dailystockpick.substack.com. I will link this. It's an article. The Fidelity Fund that quietly beats Kathy Wood at her own game. Here is the fund. It's Frank, Boy, Charlie, Gary, FBCG. Uh, this is the year-to-date chart. I will include the year-to-date and the one-year chart. Uh, Arc W is beating it year-to-date. It's not beating it over one year. And over the long term, this really outperforms. But I wanted to point year-to-date because I wanted to show you F, as good as the NASDAQ 100 is doing at 37%, FBCG is doing better. I will include a link. You can look at the three-year. Let's see if the three-year comes up. If it holds it, yeah. Three-year, FBCG is up 43%. The ARCs are down 38 and 34%. The NASDAQ is up 45%, but FBCG, it's just a concentrated to NASDAQ. Now, five-year, the Qs make 111%. FBCG, the reason it doesn't perform as well as the Qs is because this fund was just launched in 2020. So for the Qs, you go back all the way to 2018. That's why it beats that one. As far as the, this, this percentage goes, you can see the Qs are just up by a percentage, not because it's doing a hell of a lot better. It's just because it's you know the time frame, I believe. Uh, you know, if you were back here, then the, the, you know, it might have done better. Uh, but the, it's clear from a long-term perspective, FBCG so far, and it's blue chick. If we go over here to the holdings, this is the other thing that I want to show you, is what this, this ETF is holding. Uh, it's pretty much the creme de la creme. Apple, Microsoft, NVIDIA, Amazon, Alphabet, Meta, Tesla, Marvell, Uber, Netflix. That's 55% of the fund with those 10 names, the top 10 holdings. That's what you want. I mean, you know, I, I say I'm a tech investor. Yeah, it's 43% tech. But this one outlines it best. This is a buy and hold. So FBCG, uh, if we pull it up here in the algorithm on TrendSpider, uh, I like this ETF. I don't like it here. I like it to pull back a little bit. And I'd say probably in the 28 range, I think you could buy this. The MACD is a little bit high. The algorithm has you in at 25. For this one, I would tell you, uh, use the four-hour algorithm in TrendSpider more as an entry point. I don't think that you trade this one. Um, I don't, this from 25 to 29 in a month for an ETF, probably not the best um, way to use your money. It is a good way to uh, diversify yourself, but uh, I'll put, again, I'll put the article to the investors.com article and I'll put the, the charts, the Seeking Alpha charts that I did. Uh, I want to point out, I, I subscribe to this daily rip uh, stocktwits.com newsletter. I'll put the link to it. And uh, I will also put a picture of their stock t- top, top 25 S&P 500. Um, you get this newsletter. I think it's only on the weekends. It might be daily. Um, yeah, I, you do get it at the end of the day. So it's nice to end the day with uh, exactly what went on during the day. 
it's where I get a lot of my news. I tend to just headline read this one. Uh, I don't read the whole thing, but I'll include links in the in the newsletter. Again, my newsletter is dailystockpicks.substack.com. Um, if you go and check it out, just write to them and tell them Gary sent you. They don't know who the hell I am. I mean, these guys do a lot of international stuff. So, um, again, that that Twitter feed, there is a great. Um, uh, I don't know if I mentioned it earlier, but a uh, great little article on five things that traders should know. I'll link that in the newsletter as well. It's basically uh, the differences between hedging and stop losses, how to dollar cost average in crypto and others. This just goes uh, dollar cost averaging in Bitcoin and things, but you can use it for stocks. Uh, it's options trading. Um, and then there's uh, the fourth is uh, the art of beta hedging. And then the fifth is how to evaluate cash flows of your uh, stock on your own. So it's good thing, five things to know. I'll link to it in the newsletter. Um, let's talk about Apple because Apple is at all-time highs. It's up again today, 187 right now. Uh, the market is open. Uh, it is crazy. What I want to show you is this chart. Uh, let's scroll up. And this is the private Facebook group, by the way. Uh, Apple. Uh, July has been the best month for Apple over the last 20 years, posting a massive 85% win rate. That means 8.5 out of 10 times over the past 20 years, you win. Very little downside. Average return, 8.18%. My thought on this is that it has a lot to do with the iPhone. iPhones come out in September. They're typically announced in August. Um, late August, early September, that's when it's the worst kept secret in the world. Um, and so there have been leaks year after year about what happens with the iPhone. There was another story that I will post as well. This is new figures claim the smartphone sales in China have now seen double digit growth in the build up to the country's 618 shopping festival. That's June, uh, June 18th. Um, so I guess there was a shopping festival, but it shows huge, huge cell phone stuff. That's why you're seeing Apple rise. If China is opening up and people are buying iPhones, that's why, where you see this rise. Do I think you buy it here at all-time highs? I don't think so. I mean, 66 on the RSI, I could be wrong. I, and I've said, I said this earlier this year. When, when Apple was down here at 120, in January, I said it's too damn low. I sold here in December at about 130. I said, and it was dollar cost averaging. I didn't have to pay taxes on this gain. And my average share price on the sale was like a dollar twenty. And I sold it for 130 bucks. Did I care that I sold it for $130 when today it's at 180? No, I didn't pay taxes on it. Should I have held it? Probably. But I bought more when it got down here at 127. I said, this is just a crazy valuation for Apple. Buy it. I know a lot of people did. And what do you do now that it's at 187? Well, two things. First thing is, what's your tax implication? If you are in a brokerage account and you're just trading this and there's a tax event triggered with the sale, I don't think that you sell it. I think you hold into this. I think 200 is where this stock is. Uh, at some point during this year, does it pull back here to 166 to cover this gap? Here's what I would do. If you're in a brokerage account and it's a tax event, if you sell it, 
I think you hold into it and it's, oh, I should say, and it's less than one year that you're holding. Do not pay short-term capital gains on Apple. Hold into it. When it comes down here to 166, buy more. When it comes down to the 170s, buy more. If it comes down here to the 150s, back up the Brinks truck. I mean, that's essentially how good this stock is. You will not be making uh, 30, 40% in this stock every year. It's just not going to happen. A $3 trillion company is not going to bring you that amount of money unless they get incredibly large and they continue to grow. You can see how far it is above the 200-day here on a weekly. The 200 days at 130. I don't think we have any fear of getting back to the 200-day. This was the 2018 when they raised, uh, they started raising rates in 2018 and they had to pull back. And you touched the 200-day down here at 36. This was COVID. And then you shot up here and you continually come back from when it comes down towards that 200-day. My guess, if we come down towards the 200-day and something, uh, some type of horrific uh, catalyst ha- comes about, at worst, you're down here at 140s. And that's when you back up the Brinks truck. And you just, again, the PE is crazy on Apple. I think 31 is what the PE is. Um, Yeah, 31. Forward PE of 28. They have to grow earnings. You're up 43% year to date. The average target price is 187. You're trading at the target price. 187.11, you're at 187.45. It is crazy. June 13th downgrade with a $190 price target. June 6th, downgrade, 185 This is similar to Tesla. It's just run too much. So I don't know that you add to it. I don't know that you sell it. I'm not selling it. I am probably trimming it in. And this is the second point that I wanted to make. If you're in a tax-advantaged plan, uh, like an IRA, like an HSA, um, like a Roth IRA, any one of those, I think you can start to trim this. Uh, is there a big difference between 187 and one and 200 at some point in time later this year? No, but I do think that you start to trim because I think you'll be able to buy this at 170. Remember, there's no tax implications in IRAs, so you can buy and sell whenever you want. You don't have a tax implication on that. It's only in brokerage accounts where you have tax events that happen. So um, Sherry posted an article. Uh, I bought Ulta last week, and I think I bought it 455 somewhere in that neighborhood. It's at 456 right now, so I'm up slightly. Uh, there's an article, uh, Sherry, and your boy doesn't know about makeup. I mean, full disclosure, I have no idea about makeup. Ulta, Ulta is a beauty store. It's a beauty, you know, they make beauty products. Your boy ain't beautiful. So uh, Elf is the up-and-coming riser. Uh, and there was a Motley Fool article about how Elf is going to outperform Ulta. Uh, Sherry wound up buying both. So I will include the article that she sent me. Sherry now is our uh, makeup expert on this one. I, I am anointing her our makeup expert because your boy ain't beautiful. Your boy doesn't use makeup. I was on uh, Amazon last night. I use this, th- this app called, um, oh, what is it? Um, let me see. I'm going to look for it because, and I'm not going to link to it, but I'm just going to tell you what it is. Uh, and if you have an iPhone, you can download it. Uh, I think it's called Yuck. Yuka. Y-U-K-A. Yuka. 
uh, and you're able to scan your products. So I scanned my exfol my oil of Olay exfoliating uh, stuff that I usually use to wash my face at night. And that's how I have night skin at 52 years old. Although uh, I was told I'm red today because I have a uh, I was out in the sun all weekend, but yucca, I scanned it. It said, oh my God, uh, you're poisoning your skin, blah, blah, blah. And it gave me like five uh, options to do. So I bought, I was on Amazon last night and, and, and I wound up buying this facial scrub. It's getting delivered today. So you know what that means? I'm long Amazon douchebags. That's what that means. I'm shopping in my living room on a Sunday night. Uh, where I, yeah, I could go to Walmart, I could get it, but your boy doesn't like to leave the house. So I, I basically bought it off of Amazon. It's getting delivered. Look at Amazon 106. I, I was telling people in, in, you know, way back in January, got at 82 back here in January, buy it, buy it, buy it. You almost doubled your money. Now we look at long-term of Amazon. Uh, are we high? We're not even back to the 200 day. You're going to use this 200-day at 132 as a resistance level. If you break through this resistance, I think you're actually get, getting up here towards 150, towards that, you know, you're going to double top it. And, and boy, if you don't double top there, you're going to double top at 171. So I think you're getting back there. Again, Amazon does not have a demand problem. Amazon has a cost problem. And what they did last week with AI, huge for their cloud business, which is the grower. Um, if you were watching this weekend, uh, uh, Russia had their January 6th moment <laughs> where uh, the, the mutiny has started, um, and it started with uh, the tanks rolling towards Moscow. Um, this made oil shoot up like crazy uh, over the weekend. Now, the market ain't open on the weekend, but oil was up because of the fear of Russian oil disruption. While oil is not being allowed to be sold in Europe because of the war in Ukraine, uh, it's sold everywhere else. So if there was a Russian disruption of oil, like say to China, China would have to buy more oil from the open market, which would then cause the price to go higher. Now, it pulled back immediately this morning, which meant oil was down, which meant this morning we had a cross up on SCL. UCL is the long, SCO is the triple leverage short. Cross up at 2682, you're down. So oil seems to have come back a little bit. So, uh, but I want to bring that up. The other one that I want to bring up as far as what we do is boil. It had it, its reverse split. Uh, it had its reverse split and the reverse split, now it's trading at 7536. It has been on a run. Here is the buy at 5332. And then you're up here at 75. It's a great play. I mean, what, 20% right there? Um, absolutely fantastic trade. Fantastic trade. Uh, you're getting up near the 200-day. The, the last few times we've gotten close to the 200-day, it's resisted. But remember, oil has just been a falling knife. The last time it was over the 200-day was September of last year. So we're, we're close to that 200-day. I think we're going to use it as resistance. That's 81. I don't think it's worth getting into this. If you are holding boil, I think you still hold it. Uh, we talked about coin a couple of weeks ago when there was an SEC notice to them, a Wells notice, uh, that they've got to change some things. And it dipped down to about 53, 50, somewhere in that neighborhood. It was June 12th, it looks like. You're at 65. This one is way up today way up today. In fact, let me, uh, 
let me see, do, 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 struggling China, we're going to get out of there, we're going to get out of there, you're up 6.95%, do you get into this one, no, I think you just crossed this 200 day, I think you're coming to this gap at 71 to 76, I said that when it was down here at 53, that the first resistance was the 200 day, the second is filling this gap, you're going to fill it, just honest to God, you're going to fill it. Uh, so if you're in that one, your boy likes tips, tip me. Uh, TSLQ. So Tesla got a downgrade today. Uh, and it's a downgrade in that it just ran too much. So what do you do? TSLQ. This is the short. So when Tesla goes down, TSLQ will go up. Uh, 3305 was the buy. You're at 3316. Yeah, you could have gotten it 30 down here on June 21st. I think you fill this gap up here to 35. So there's your 10%. I think this one absolutely would be a buy today. It's at 33.17. Have your stop losses tight. Remember, Tesla shorts have lost a ton of money, a ton of money over the years. So have your stop losses tight. This is not one to say, oh, it's only down 5%. Uh, spend risk 5% to make 10 you can always come back another day and buy it again. There's TSLQ. And if you lose and you want to write it off, then just buy TSLI and wait 30 days. You know, the watershed moment. You can buy TSLI. This one's down slightly because it's a 1.5. It's a one-time short Tesla. Uh, so is the TSLQ. So, But this RSI on TSLQ is at 19. It's got to come back. You know, you're only waiting for it to get to 22 for a 10% gain. So I, I may buy one of those today. I'm going to buy another stock today. Uh, SoFi. Uh, I got a question in, uh, on YouTube Live about SoFi. SoFi, in my mind, there, there's a court decision, and uh, I think it was Skeeter brought it up. There's a court decision coming out Tuesday, tomorrow. Kathy Woods got into this name. Uh, I think SoFi, from a support standpoint, is in the seven handle. So I, I don't know what the Supreme Court is going to decide. Uh, Kathy Woods getting into that is not a signal of you know her knowing something about the Supreme Court decision. I think it's more about she likes SoFi. She likes taking bets like this. If she winds up buying into this at 863 and say it pulls back to seven, she will just dollar cost average her way through this because it's a $10 stock at some point in time. It's shown that it's a $10 stock here, June 14th what, 12 days ago, it's a $10 stock. So if you look at long-term uh, and we go back to the weekly on SoFi, you're seeing that right around here is where it topped out back in August. It Right around here is where it topped out in February. You just got extended to the $10 on, on the week of June 12th. You just got extended. You still have confirmation uh, on the weekly. So I do think this is a $10 stock up here. It hasn't created to 200-day, but your 50-day has started to turn positive. Your 9-day and your 21 are moving positive. This one, as student loans renew, re, uh, regain, remember the, the Supreme Court decision is just whether Biden has the ability to waive student loans. As student loans renew, uh, they, these guys are going to start making money again. So September, I think they start making money again. Uh, Aston Martin, an English car maker, uh, announced a deal that would give Lucid a 3.7% stake in the company in return for access to its high-performance technology, essentially batteries. Lucid's going to give them batteries. 
Um, and Acid, Mar- Acid Martin is going to give them a stake in their uh, uh, LCID uh, in their company. So this injects, uh, Aston Martin will issue about 28.4 million new shares to Lucid. It will also make phased out cash payments to Lucid totaling 232 million bucks. This is what Lucid needed. Lucid needed money to continue. Uh, it is up 12% in pre-market, $6.14. I don't think that this is one that you own. If we go over here to Lucid, uh, I've said the only thing that pulls this one out is when the Saudis actually decide to buy it out. Uh, it is losing $3.2 billion. Its market cap is $11 billion. They only have $11 billion on uh, on hand. So they're not in danger of going out of business. Now, there was a, a, a leak, I think, of a lucid, um, a, a lower cost model coming out. Uh, the average target price is $8.33. It's trading at $6.18. I think you could buy it at 618, probably ride it up to about that $8 mark. Uh, the risk is okay. I don't think it's you know super, super risky, but uh, on a day like today, you have public investment fund, which is, um, uh, that's the Saudis in December buying uh, $914 million worth of shares. So uh, yeah, the Saudis own this one. If they buy more, the stock will pump up. Uh, if we look at a long-term view of this one, I don't know that it's been a public. It doesn't have a 200-day, but you're ju- it's just a falling knife. I mean, trade this one on a short-term time frame. Uh, Travis wanted me to look at ManU. He says, hey, you work for MLS. Let's look at uh, ManU. Uh, ManU is Manchester United. This is rumored to be for sale. Uh, their earnings are coming up. It looks like, uh, I think it's pre-market because, yeah, it's, um, it's an English uh, soccer uh, team. This one probably pops up here. I would say back to 26. If they announce something on the earnings call about the purchase, um, I think you pop back up. I mean, Travis, I I don't know anything about Manchester United. I don't know anything uh, about the actual team, how they're doing. Uh, they've lost $151 million um, if you know anything about sports teams, the goal is to make it look like you're losing money when actually the value of the franchise just continues to rise. Uh, their market cap is $3.63 billion. The average target price is 27 bucks. Enough said. Performance over one year, you're up 98%. Performance year to date, you're down 2%. So um, the yeah, December 22 was the last uh, buy to hold. Um, Qatar's wealth fund to buy stake in NBA's Washington uh, Wizards. Manchester United uh, announces third quarter fiscal earnings report um, date. That was on June 22nd. So they're going to announce their earnings. It's just, I mean, it's hit or miss. I don't know too much about it. Uh, Aiden on Instagram wanted to know what I think about CVS. I think they spend too much freaking money on their receipts. Uh, I think this one is a failing company. I don't know personally. When I think about going for prescriptions, I'm going to Walmart because it's $5, $4 generics. Uh, when I think about uh, uh, healthcare or any kind of thing, I'm going to Walmart. Um, I think it was mouthwash. Mouthwash at uh, Walmart was like $3. I think it was $7 at uh, CVS. So this is a store that is built on you picking up prescriptions and basically your insurer 
announcing that you have to use CVS as the insurance, as the uh, prescription place. And then when you walk in, uh, they're going to overcharge you for absolutely everything else that you want to pick up because you don't want to stop. So I, I just don't think it's a great model. I, uh, good company? No. Uh, good product? No. Good management? No. Uh, good earnings? Eh, they're doing okay. I mean, if we look at CVS over here, um, their earnings, I mean, they're actually making money, $3.97 billion income, um, forward PE of uh, seven, a PE of 22. So they've got to grow year to date down 25%. Average target price is 97. You're trading at $69 today. So, but when you look at this, May 23rd initiated with an $85 price target from Piper Sandler, uh, April, uh, Cantor Fitzgerald overweight with an $87 price target. January, uh, Evercore said, hey, it's outperformed to in line with a $100 price target. Um, it's just they haven't been able to turn it around. Uh, President and CEO on May 3rd bought uh, almost a million dollars, 14,000 shares at $69. So you're trading at $69. The president and CEO bought at $69. I think you can kind of call that a bottom. If you wanted to, if you use CVS, do it. I mean, they just had a cross up on the algorithm. 69.75. It's one of three that I had on scans today. 69.75. You're trading at 69.43. Personally, I think the AI train is much stronger than the healthcare train. Uh, and I don't think that CVS has any kind of catalyst to move it up. I just don't. Uh, I think with, with Medicare announcements and cutting costs and things from the US government, I just think there's too many downsides. So uh, let's talk about Schwab. Uh, they, they were part of the crypto EDX. If you don't know, I'll, point, I'll put in a link to a, um, uh, uh, an article about uh, Charles Schwab, Citadel-backed startup, um, EDX. It, it's crypto plumbing for the banks. And you can read this article. It's free on uh, decrypto.co. It's it's a great article about how Schwab is part of this. It's down at fifty three dollars. It's up point nine one nine percent today. Uh, I've said this: buy it anywhere under fifty. Uh, I, are you buying here at fifty three? I think you could easily. This could easily be a sixty dollars stock by the end of the year. Uh, it is a company. If we go over here, remember their banking business, which is what took this down, is a two billion dollar business. Their market cap is $98 billion. They have a $6.89 billion income. The banks right now, there's still something wrong with the banks. Jay Powell has said that. Just be careful. Uh, Schwab, I think you're fine buying anywhere between 50, uh, probably anywhere between $48 and 55. So do I think 53 is too much? No, I don't think so. Uh, if we look and we go down to the 65-minute algorithm and we say, okay, let's take a look at this. Uh, are we in? We're in it at 53.17. So this one doesn't perform great. It loses you 10% over uh, 8.1 months. But remember, you've had so many pulldowns in this that if you just bought uh, eight months ago, you're down 25%. So this one actually saves you. Even though it's down 10%, it saves you. The second this one starts to turn upward, I think you're looking at a $60, $65 stock. Remember we talked about the CEO bought $5 million worth of shares. Um, in fact, let's scroll down and see that. Was that the last one? 
Um, yeah, right there. Charles Schwab, co-chairman. Uh, Charles Schwab, five, six million bucks he bought. Um, 5176. These guys are all buying around 60. That's where these guys are buying. 60. 58 to 60 dollars. If you don't think they want the, the stock to get back there, you're out of your mind. They're putting their money there. Uh, if you want to play the banks, uh, I've said this before, the triple levered ETF on the regional banks, DPST. This one is up 6% uh, today. You're out as far as the four-hour algorithm goes. I do think anything in the low 50s here, I think if you want to play the banks, I think you get to 60s on the bounce up. So 52, I think is not a bad entry point right now. Uh, it's up 6.26%. Just remember, Jay Powell said there is something still wrong with the banks. So you could see this one tumble back down. It just had a reverse split, 10 to 1, uh, 52. You see, after that reverse split, it ran from 59 uh, all the way up to, yeah, 70 bucks. So yeah, it was a great run. You're out of it right now. Um, but it was a good run. If, if you were at 59 on a triple levered ETF and you didn't get out at 70 when it hit 70 and you had, you know, all of that gain, shame on you. If you didn't protect your downside, shame on you. So let's talk about cross ups now. Amazon. First cross up is Amazon. I think it's a secondary cross up. Yep. Your initial cross up here was 106. You have a secondary cross up at the MACD. The RSI is at 67. I don't know that I buy here at 130 to start a position. If you aren't in Amazon and you want to start a position, put a tenth of your actual dollar amount that you want in there. Um, and, and I'd say, you know, say it's a thousand bucks that you want to put into Amazon. Buy a hundred bucks today at 130. That's what I would do. Uh, we talked about the other two cross ups, SCO and CVS, so I won't go into those. Okay, sponsors, if you're spending any more than $25 a month on your phone service, uh, you can go over here to the link tree. It's pinned in uh, the, the, it's in the newsletter. Uh, it's in the notes down below. It's the second option visible. You get $20 off your first month of service. The first month of service is as low as $5. Uh, I have that $25 a month plan. You get $25 off. You can see, you can get a new phone. They have deals on phones. Uh, this is a better plan. It uses Verizon 5G and 4G LTE. Um, for $25 a month or $45 a month, I have the $25 a month plan. I am not getting de deregulated. I, I don't, de whatever it is, deprioritized. Um, I absolutely love this. I use the hotspot. Uh, I used it in San Diego as my computer because the San Diego public Wi-Fi was horrible at the stadium, but it is that second link. Remember, you get $20 off. So if you join that $25 plan and you have an eSIM on your phone, you just download the eSIM uh, and you get your first month at five bucks. Test it against your current phone. Don't port your number over, get a new number. Then what you do if you like it, you just go on Visible, chat with them, and they port the number over for you. It's easy, simple, and, and you know, ri virtually risk-free because it's $5. So that's the first one. Second one is TrendSpider. If you want TrendSpider, it's up here on this link tree. It's the top right here. And, and you just click on that and you can get the, try your seven day trial. This link gets you 25% off. The uh, yearly plans are about $400. So you have to have a large enough account that you're trading to justify it. Um, but code DSP25 gets you 25% off. If you like this algorithm where it tells you to get in, tells you to get out, it gives you the gaps. Sign up for TrendSpider, 
Then sign up for the newsletter and you'll get my detailed look of how I set everything up. It's super, super easy. This is what takes emotion out of the trade. What I typically do is if I'm looking at a stock, I will set a, uh, a, a an alert and an alert for a MACD cross-up because a MACD cross-up is usually bullish. And I will set an alert for a stock that I'm looking at buying and I'll set the alert and it texts me or it emails you. If you're a boomer and you rather have email like my parents who are 80, yeah, it'll email you. But I have it text me. And if I'm on the trail, if I'm hiking, if I'm out at the grocery store, I can basically get that alert, pull up the mobile version of TrendSpider, check that the MACD actually crossed over, check where the candlesticks are, and I can buy it through Fidelity on my phone. I use Fidelity as my broker. So there you go. Simple as that. Uh, if you have any questions, hit me up. If you want to join any of our the social platforms, private Facebook group is right there. Twitter is right there. Instagram is right there. Go to uh, linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash daily stock pick. You will find all of the links here. You can tip me on Venmo uh, right here. Uh, you can gift me, I should say, for IRS purposes, gift me. You can join Webull. Join Webull. Uh, I have $1,000 on Webull. I am probably loading that crap into Apple um, over the next few weeks um, just because it's done so well. Or I may buy that, that ETF. Um, what is it? F, uh, FBCG. I may load it up into that because I think that one's just got great diversification for a $1,000 trading account. Um, and then I'll YOLO a hundred dollars on like boil and stuff like that. Try and build that up to a thousand bucks, uh, so that I can get this thousand dollar account up to 2000. I think, let me see. Um, what am I at in Weeble? I was at 1100, uh, 11, 1113, 1113. So I'm up what? 11 point, 11.3%. I'm underperforming the queues. I should have just bought the queues, but, uh, Hey, any gain is a good gain. So at least I'm not down in the 900s. Uh, any questions, hit me up on the socials. Thank you. Have a great day. I will talk to you guys tomorrow.